Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We have a new theme. We're in January. January 2023, we have a new theme. And guess what? It doesn't start with living everyday wonder. Yay. <laughs> anyway, array. This month's theme, January 2023, is Root and Reboot. Ah, doesn't that sound good? Root and Reboot. I love that. Bell Hooks wrote, to be truly visionary, we have to root our imagination in our concrete reality while simultaneously imagining possibilities beyond reality. Isn't that lovely? And I think that's what we do, right? We, when we are rooted, when we're anchored with our spiritual practice, we are, we are absolutely steadfast in, in truth, and yet we can let our imagination soar. We can be both end. I love that. Rooting ourselves, going deep, being anchored in truth, and then reboot, starting again. So that is, you know, using our imaginations while we, we can soar while being, being uh, rooted at the same time. And we do need both. We need that solid foundation. We need to be rooted in truth. And we also need the freedom to use our imagination to imagine things, to expand our ideas of what is possible. We need to do both at the same time. But before we set out to change our thinking, change our world, it's really important that we rest in the not knowing, right? Do you ever have that time when you are in the not knowing, where one thing has completed, but the other thing hasn't started yet? And you're in that place of not knowing. You're in that big, long hallway. <laughs> and it could be as long or as short. I mean, it just depends, right? But one thing has closed the door to something, but something new hasn't started yet, and you're in that hallway, and it's dark, and you can't see anything, and you don't know how long it is, and you don't know where the other door is, and you're in between place, right? You're in between place. I remember one of the ministers, Reverend Kathy Hearn, used to say, this is the place where our feet are planted in midair. <laughs> we just don't know. But this, is, but this is, you know, where we find ourselves, this in-between time. It's important to rest there, right? And not try to hurry it or rush it or, or get over it or get started again before we've had time to root and reboot. Anne Lamont wrote, almost Everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes and then plug it back in, including you, <laughs> right? Including you. So that's why this first talk today is called Refill. Ah, doesn't that feel good? Just, just refill, right? The month's theme is root and reboot, but don't try looking for that word reboot in anything that Ernest Holmes wrote. <laughs> that word did not exist when he had his ministry. I looked, honest to God, I looked. I had people look for me. I had Nan look for me in all the archives. It wasn't even a word. I mean, unless you were talking about going back out into the snow and, you know, putting them on, <laughs> then you were going to reboot, I guess. But that would be the only way he would have used it. There was no such word. So, so instead of reboot, I thought we would call this one refill. We'd call this talk refill. You know, and, and for the rest of the month, we're going to be, because the theme is root and reboot, we're going to be talking about those kinds of things. Refill is today. We're going to talk about refreshing, re recognizing, recommitting, all of those, all of those, re all the things we resolve to do in the new year, right? We make January 1st have a special importance to our lives, even though we know every moment of every day is new. 
we can make every, every minute can be a new year day, right? Every, every moment, every day, it's all new. We're new thought, right? But we, we kind of give January 1st, you know, particular significance in our lives. And so we have all these things we resolve to do. Anybody make, make New Year's resolutions? Oh, good, you've matured past that. I love it. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you know, we don't make New Year's resolutions, do we, really? Because look at the word itself, resolution, resolve. Resolve is really what we're talking about. So every January 1st, we're trying to resolve the same problem we tried to solve last year at this time. So we'll just throw that out, throw that whole idea out. But we, but we do. Right? It's a fresh beginning. It's January 1st. I want to do things differently. And we resolve to do things you know, uh, this year differently than last year. I'm resolving, I don't know, I'm resolving to get into shape this year. Anybody? Right? The gym thing, right? Everybody does that. Boy, the people that go to the gym hate us. <laughs> the ones that go regularly, they're like, oh no, the January people are coming, you know? <laughs> and they pack the gyms for the first three weeks and then you never see them again. <laughs> it's just really interesting. Anyway, but we do things like that, right? It's January 1st. I resolve to get in shape. Hey, round is a shape. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in shape. <laughs> but we go back to the gym. We, go, we, we vow to improve our diet or sleep regular hours or quit smoking or quit drinking, whatever it is that we're doing, right? We quit to either stop it or start it, you know, because it's January 1st. So every year we make resolutions to change ourselves. This year, let's make resolution to become ourselves. Why don't we do that? Yeah, right? Let's make a resolution to be ourselves. I think that sounds way better. I just think it sounds way better. And I'm not saying that those intentions are bad, right? The ones that we said. I'm not saying that they're bad, like to eat healthier or to get more sleep or to give up your habits that really don't, don't assist you in living a better life. There's nothing wrong with all of those other things. But first, let's take a moment. Can we take a breath? and just refresh and refill. Take this time, this time out, to really refresh and refill. You know, Ernest Holmes in this thing called life said, the mind is a magnet, I use the same quote, isn't that funny? The mind is a magnet, right? That, that we attract to us what we identify as the self. And in order to get the most out of life, we must learn consciously to change many of our habitual thought patterns. And he goes on to say, this is not easy, for our old thought patterns cling to us with great tenacity. But being thought patterns, they can be reversed. If you are filled with fear, refill yourself with faith, for faith always overcomes fear. Right? I love that, I love that saying. Light has the power to overcome darkness. We know this. Faith has the power to overcome fear. So let's take a breath. Oh, it's January 1st, right? Take a breath. Take a time out. Take a sabbatical. Observe the Sabbath. See, I work on the Sabbath, but you don't have to, right? Take a Sabbath. Rest in that gap between ending something and starting something new. 
We, look, we just got through a hectic holiday season. I think every holiday season is a hectic season, isn't it really? We're shopping, we're, we're gift buying, we're decorating, we're hosting, we're cooking certain foods, we're eating special things, maybe some things we don't even eat all year long, right? Lots and lots of sugar, I know that. <laughs> lots and lots of sugar. But we're exhausted by the end of it. Aren't you kind of exhausted now? You've gotten through the whole month of December with all the busyness and all the parties and all of the going to see tree lightings and everything, even the stuff you want to do. It's still stressful. It's still, you know, something to do, something else to do, something else to do. Oh my God, we've got to be exhausted by January 1st. And we are. And we are, frankly, right? And then what do we do? We make resolutions. So on January 1st, we got to hit the ground running with all these new resolutions we're gonna make and all these intentions we're gonna set. And we haven't even given ourselves a break. That's why this talk is called Refill and not Let's Get Going. <laughs> right? Refill, refill. Our tendency is to, okay, this year is my year. This is my year, 2023, this is it. I'm gonna get in shape, I'm gonna lose that weight, I'm gonna get that new job, I'm gonna buy that house, I'm gonna get that new car. Whew. Right? It's exhausting even to just stand there and watch somebody else do it. <laughs> and we do it on January 1st. Boom! Never giving ourselves a time out without taking time for ourselves. In Mark 6.31, he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. And so they departed to that deserted place in a boat by themselves. That's what we need to do. Jesus knew it. That's what we need to do. Just like us, right? Don't you feel like it? The whole month, that's all we were doing. We were all the time. No time to eat, right? Go through the drive-thru, pick up something really fast, eat in the car, keep going. <sighs> Take time. Take time. Before we start up the new year, before we start up the new year like we ended the old year, the doing this, the doing this, the doing this, the doing this, let's take some time in prayer, in meditation, in contemplation. Let's expand our, our consciousness, right? So that we are not busy trying to change ourselves with all those resolutions starting January 1st. We're not busy trying to change ourselves, but we are allowing that authentic self to reveal. That authentic self. We give ourselves that expansion, that time, that room to allow the authentic self to reveal. Going back to the Bible, Luke 5. Great crowds were gathered to hear him and be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to a desolate place and pray. Right? That's what he would do first. And in Mark, rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. So before we do anything, we pray. I mean, that's what we do here, right, in the morning when we gather together. What's the first thing we do is pray. We're all together. Okay, let's pray. Right? We do that first. Jesus prepared his day by praying. By, he, he prepared for his day by preparing his consciousness. That's really what we're talking about here. He prepared for his day by preparing his consciousness. Are we too busy for that? Are we? Ernest Holmes in the spiritual universe said, a person may be reborn, 
remade and renewed in mind and body just through taking a little time to get acquainted with his better self, just through coming to recognize the invisible and almost unknown guest who accompanies everyone through life, the spiritual presence within. That's all we need to do is take a few moments every day to recognize that, to start our day in, the, in that power and presence. Before we do something, we must know something. That's what this time is about. This is, this is what taking this time is about, to know something. We must know that consciousness is cause. That's it. Before anything happens, before anything changes in the physical world, we must know that consciousness is cause. We must know that we know that. And we also must know that spirit does the work. Takes a lot of weight off our shoulders. <laughs> Yay. That's why there's no hard and easy to our demonstrations when we pray affirmatively. That's why it's, there is no hard or easy because in God all things are possible. We're not doing it anyway. All we are doing is knowing truth for ourselves and allowing, and allowing. And that's what we do when we prepare our consciousness, when we go within before anything happens, before we do anything in the physical world. We prepare our consciousness as well. We are understanding and we are allowing. We're remembering consciousness's cause and we are remembering we're not the ones doing the work anyway. What we are doing is knowing truth and allowing spirit to do the work through us. Because in God, all things are possible. That's what we do. We know spirit does the work. And if we think this is going to be difficult, did anybody ever do that in prayer? Did you ever do that? When you're, when you're praying something, oh, this is going to be really hard to demonstrate, right? This is going to be hard. Oh, this is going to be easy. You know, there's like the parking lot. You know, karma, you have like, like karma, parkma. <laughs> parkma, where you know you drive into the parking lot, it's like, oh, I'll get the spot closest to the door, and you always do. Yeah, because that's easy. But healing this, whatever, oh, no, 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 that's going to be hard. Well, there is no hard and easy in God. There is no hard and easy in spirit. And, and we know spirit works through us. And if we think this or that is going to be difficult, we're believing our blocks. That's what we're doing. We're just believing our blocks are greater than God. Well, how do you think that works in our life, right? How's that working for you? That means we have more faith in our blocks than we do in our God, right? If this is going to be difficult. That means we have more faith in the blockages in front of us than we do in God. And here's the thing. When we don't believe God can dissolve the blocks, we feel like we have to do it, right? And that's where we really run astray, then we feel like, oh, God, you know, the weight of all of that that I have to do. And that is one of the reasons we don't get the demonstrations that we pray. Because we feel like we're the ones having to do it. We're not giving God the glory. We're not, we're not releasing. You know the release step? You know our five steps of prayer, right? You, you've learned them if you've gone to foundations class, right? Recognition, unification, realization, where I, I know and accept, thanksgiving, and release. And the release is a really important part. That means I'm taking my hands off it, and I'm allowing God to get it done, right? Not me, God. God does the work. God does the work through me, as me, whatever. 
but I take my hands off it. I love those bumper stickers on the cars where it says, Jesus is my co-pilot. You know, it's like, honey, you in a wrong seat if Jesus is the co-pilot. You know, <laughs> you need to switch, you need to switch seats. God does the work through us. We don't do it. We just allow it to go through us. And when we feel like we have to do the work, we've, we've lost track. We've lost track, you know, and that's why a lot of times we don't get the, 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 determine, the demonstrations that we want. And that's why sometimes we lose faith, don't we? Oh, this stuff doesn't work. I've been praying, 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 but nothing's happening. Well, nothing's happening because you think you're the one that has to do the happening, right? You're not doing the release step, not letting go. We feel like we have to do the work of spirit and instead of doing the work of preparing. That's our job to do, preparing our consciousness, Preparing our consciousness and getting really clear what's ours and what's spirits to do, right? And I know that can sound like duality, but it isn't. It is, we're talking about the highest self, right? The, the outermost God and the innermost God are one. We feel like we have to do the work ourselves. That's not the way it works. It's not the way it works. Remember, Matthew, you know, come unto me, all that labor in our heavy laden, I will give you rest. They talk about rest a lot. Jesus' ministry, there was a lot of resting and a lot of partying and a lot of eating, right? He knew how to live when we're like struggling and straining. And it goes on to say, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and in, uh, in heart, <clears throat> and ye shall find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the reason why that was so was because he knew what was his and what was not his to do. It was his to know the truth, and it was God's to do the work. Jesus didn't worry about whether or not he was going to get a demonstration, whether or not a demonstration would occur. He thanked, I mean, he, he was very close and intimate with God, right? He thanked Abba, you know, he called, not our father, but Abba. He used the word daddy. Hey, dad, do this for me, would you? You know, and he moved on, knowing it was done. He prepared his consciousness before he did anything. Before he did anything, any miracle, any demonstration, any day, he prepared his consciousness first. He went off separate alone to the desolate place, right? <clears throat> and he prayed. He prepared his consciousness. The time that we spend in the stillness, in the silence, doing nothing, that is our preparation work. Right? You know it. So you get, on your, you get on your meditation cushion, whether or not you like it. You, <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. But you know what I mean. You get on it whether or not something happens. You, just, you get to your meditation cushion and you sit there waiting for nothing to happen. That's our job, right? And you pray and you meditate. We spend time in the silence. We do nothing. That is the preparation work. We refill there. Well, you don't need a cushion. You can do it in a chair or on the floor. I don't really care where. God doesn't really care where either, right? It doesn't matter as long as you do it, as long as you sit in the silence, as long as you sit and prepare and open yourselves and refill ourselves with the truth, with words of affirmation, with statements of intention, with the power of spirit, and it will fill you. And then we become the faith of God. See, there is no separation there. We become the faith of God, not faith in God, Right? We have been filled our whole lives with, with separation and duality. God's out there someplace, on a cloud, on a hill, on a whatever. Right? And here we are, alone and scared and frightened. No, there is only one. There's only one. The innermost God and the outermost God are one. 
There is no place out there. There is no duality. <clears throat> there is no separation. So we fill ourselves. We become the faith of God. Or, um, Emma Curtis Hopkins. Emma, I've been reading a lot of her lately. She said, divine mind, which I am. Divine mind, which I am. Or sometimes she used presence of God, which I am. Or Christ consciousness, which I am. She always made that statement, which I am, right? Which I, this is a powerful statement. Works through me to will and to do that which ought to be done by me. The presence of God within me, the presence of God, which I am, does the work. Works through me to will and to do that which ought to be done by me. This is what we do in the quiet time. We prepare our consciousness so that we can believe that statement. Right? We grow our consciousness so we can believe that statement. So when we start again, when we get up off the cushion, when we start our day, we're starting it with the power of spirit flowing through us consciously, without a doubt, without thinking this challenge is going to be bigger than that challenge. Or this is going to be harder to do than that. <clears throat> and then Emma Curtis, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Emma Curtis goes on to say, we heal the sick. I love that. Well, before that, we preach the gospel, which means we provide freedom through our words. We provide freedom through our words because we speak only truth. So we provide freedom. That's what speaking, that, that's what preaching the gospel means. We provide freedom through our words. We heal the sick. Spirit within us provides the dissolving grace that reveals wholeness within, which has been there all along. It's been there all along, right? But that's what she means by healing the sick. We just reveal the wholeness of people. We cast out suffering. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you love that? You know, that's, that's kind of my thing. Cast out suffering. We cast out suffering, and there is a lot of it around here. You know, <clears throat> leading up to Christmas Eve service that last week, I drove by two people on the verge of jumping off a bridge, one, one over the 8 freeway, and then two days later on Christmas Eve on the way here, Someone was over the, the Bradley Street exit, you know, overpass. Two jumpers, potential. Both of them, thank God, were saved. But we are suffering. There is suffering around us. Check in with your friends. Check in with your neighbors. Things are going on that, that we may not be aware of. So this is our job, cast out suffering. And we raise the dead. How many, of you, how many of you have raised the dead? You know you have. You know you have. When you give hope to the hopeless, when you talk someone down from that overpass, when you, when you, when you give unconditional love and someone, as a result, finds a way maybe where they thought there was no way, you've raised the dead. You know you have done that work. But we cannot do any of that work unless we refill ourselves first. It's like the oxygen masks in the airplane, right? You know, and they always say, you know, put yours on first before you help somebody else. It's true. You have to do that. You have to fill yourself first before you can be this light in the world. And that is why we need the Sabbath. 
That's why we need these times out. That's why we need to refresh and refill. Go to that desolate place and pray. Wake up in the morning and have some time out. Not hit the ground running. <clears throat> we need the Sabbath as a time to refill. And it's not just to watch Netflix. <laughs> I'm not talking about that, right? We're not talking about, yay, I have a day off. Let's do nothing. Let's just watch movies all day long or hang out on Facebook or whatever. The Sabbath is to refresh and refill and remember who we are. Remember our power. Remember the I am. Remember the Christ consciousness, which I am. Emma Curtis, right? Remember the God within which I am. It is time to contemplate the universe, right? And our place in it, our personal cosmology. What are we here to do? It is time to renew our commitment to the call that called us. You know, see, not only ministers get the call. We all get a call. We all get a call. We're here to do something. Isn't it fabulous that the same divine energy that created the, the galaxies and created the universe and created the, platforms, uh, the, the planets and created the stars also thought it needed a you in the world. It needed a you. This, this tremendous energy, this self-sentient self energy that created everything, this universal intelligence that created energy, uh, that, that created everything, also thought, yep, we need one of you as well. And here you are. We are called to life, to, to create something, to nurture something, to sustain something, to grow something, to change something. We're all here to express that divine desire, that divine urge that is within us. Ernest Holmes in Creative Mind and Success said, in the silence of the soul's communication with the great cause of all being, into the stillness of the absolute, into the secret place of the Most High, back of the din and ceaseless roar of life, we shall find a resting place and a place of real spiritual power. So that's what we're here to do. As we welcome in the new year, let's not do it with last year's frenetic energy and the striving and the grasping and the running around and the being too busy. Let's welcome this new year with the energy of stillness, rest, refreshment, renewal, refilling our souls before we venture out to accomplish the doingness of life. Thank you. <laughs>